are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto. Thank you so much for making Locked On Flames the first listen of your day, and we're here for you every single day. Hopefully you listened to yesterday's episode and are caught up on just exactly why we're doing a Johnny-centric episode today. If not, I will roll the clip and we will... You'll figure it out, okay? You'll figure it out. Here in Calgary, it's the final year of Johnny Gaudreau's contract before he reaches unrestricted free agency. He's spoken publicly about being open to returning to Calgary. Uh, I don't know what the organizational view is for the next two, three years on the roster itself. It feels like a, an inflection point of sorts. Um, what? How do you see this unfolding, and do they run a great risk if they start the season without him under contract, given that he could walk and you know crazy things could happen? I mean, hasn't the last 18 months as a whole, or maybe even a little bit longer, felt like an inflection point for the Flames? Like, I think everyone's sort of been waiting for that other shoe to drop to see, you know, what what is this? Te- what's the path forward for this team? Who who is it with? Obviously, Matthew Kachuk is is the foundational piece at the moment, but like, you know, what does it look like? What is the future for Gaudreau and Monahan in in Calgary, and and what does the back end for this team look like? Uh, moving forward and so I think you know is there risk starting out this season and and Johnny Gaudreau lights it up and and signs for mega dollars elsewhere of course I don't think you know Johnny Gaudreau had played it perfectly in terms of what he said um, his interest and willingness to come back and be a Calgary Flame I don't know why you would say anything otherwise but I think the ask and the conversation goes a long way in terms of telling you know, your real sentiment in terms of wanting to stay. And again, not suggesting that he's uh, doesn't want to be in Calgary, but my understanding is Johnny Gaudreau wants to be paid and wants to be paid quite well for his services. Certainly can't knock him for that given uh, the productive seasons that he's had since signing his deal. And um, I think at this point, the flames are, you know, quite clearly having begun those discussions uh, a couple months back, not ready to, to put that, uh, all on the table and, and have that get done. So, um, you know, let's start the season, see where things go, and see if the talks get revisited. It's a tough one to answer, but from from your vantage point, a even if, I guess, if it's UFA in term, it makes such a bit, but what, what number feels right for Johnny Gaudreau? What, what number does it start with? Is it, an, is it a seven, eight, nine? What kind of a player is he? It, it depends on on the term. I mean, that's really what we keep coming back to is, you know, Johnny Gaudreau just turned 28 last month. You know, are we looking at what makes sense? Is it a six year deal gets you to 35, something like that. By the time the new deal kicks in next year at age 29, uh, that would seem to be sort of the sweet spot that um, if he's still a really productive player, then obviously he has the ability to get another contract, on top of that, um, and I just think as disappointing as Calgary's season overall last year was, it still kind of masks the fact that Gaudreau played at a 72-point pace um, in the shortened year. So um, not up to the 
99-point standard that he had two seasons back and, and obviously a step forward, though, from the year that he had the year prior. So, um, you know, I, I think that's why in some ways it makes sense to see what where is he at at the moment. You know, what type of player are we getting? And, and it also, you know, comes back to also team structure and, and the pieces that are surrounding him. What kind of space and opportunity does he have? How much is the team relying on him? What What's the depth look like? Um, that always comes into sort of those chicken and the egg arguments. Is it is it Johnny Gaudreau that that really stepped back, or is it the lack of support that was around him the last couple of years that you know spoke to a bit of his downfall with the matchups and everything else? So, uh, yeah, we were told that there wouldn't be a lot of contract talks in the media, or Johnny wouldn't be answering questions about it, but it's making airwaves. And people are saying it's a non-story, which it is. But what does this mean for, you know, Brad Tree Living and Gaudreau and Gaudreau's camp? Uh, It's negotiations. That's really all it comes down to. And Johnny wants to get paid. Can you blame him? He's 27, 28 years old and he wants his money and he's, he's worth it. And this is what happens when you have poor management and tree living puts all of his eggs in one basket and by that i'm referring to the fact that matthew kachuk has a nine million dollar qualifying offer at the end of the season as well and you are either losing one star or both stars and that's something that is just so un unfathomable just the fact that you like I don't know I'm not sure how to word this but you have two stars trying to get paid in the same exact year and you know very well that both of these stars want money I really don't think that Johnny is going to take another deal less than eight million dollars I don't so you're going to have an $8 million deal and then you're going to have Kachuk's $9 million qualifying offer. I'm not very good at math, but I know that that's 17. Yeah? So yeah, that's $17 million. And I, I don't know what the projected cap space is. I I looked on a few different websites like Puckpedia and Cap Friendly and I couldn't exactly see what the projected cap spaces, but I don't know what you're going to have to work with to re-sign these two. And it's very frustrating to think about the realisticness of signing both of them because I'm just like, I feel like I'm just talking in circles because it's, it's just, it always, it's going to keep coming back to the mismanagement of contracts and why on earth are you extending a qualifying offer of nine million doll hairs doll hairs okay nine million of them and i'm so confused and frustrated and i understand that gaudreau was here before kachuk so it's not like it was done uh you know side by side but just the the long-term vision of this team isn't there. And I think it's something that just needs to be evaluated. And 
this is going to create a lot of issues. If we keep having, you know, signing a contract here, signing a contract there without looking at the end, uh, like what's at the end, like say Manjupani signs a five-year deal. Okay, that's great. But what's his qualifying offer, you know? And then like when you're putting together these deals, it just feels like there's, it's only short-term vision and you're not there, like you're not looking forward and far enough ahead to clean up the mess that you're potentially creating. Like you're not thinking about what kind of cap space cap space issues you're going to have and the reality is is that one of those two players are leaving and Manjupani also has um a contract up at the end of the year so I'll let y'all figure that out because again I am just a podcast host I am not here to figure out your problems but coming up next we are going to talk more about Johnny's we're going to take a trip down memory lane and look at Johnny's 2016 re-signing, okay? But first, I want to talk to you about something that will get your life in order. It might help Brad Tree Living. We don't know. But, you know, if you're like me, you have one device that lets you watch the game, another that has you streaming your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your kids iPad for your neighbor's best friends, cousins, dogs, aunts, login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simpler way to get all of that entertainment that you love without the hassle and finally a way to get your television together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no more asking if the password's been changed, you don't have to buy another device, and the best part is is that there's no annual contract, so you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about that. So get rid of the clutter and confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required content package. Content varies by package. And of course, I am mowing down on my built bars. Um, I have them right next to me on my desk. You hear the package. <laughs> they are the chocolate, or sorry, the cookie dough chunk flavor. And oh my God, they're so delicious. And I think one of my favorite things about built bar is just the fact that it is a quick and easy eat that gets me through and I'm somebody who likes, I have a sweet tooth, okay? So when I'm like sitting here working, getting lost in the sauce and outlining shows, doing homework, sending out emails, I get like this hankering for something sweet and Built Bar takes care of that for me and it's healthy. I don't have to worry about all the sugar, the carbs, and I can focus on the fact that I'm eating a protein bar and it's actually good for me. So head on over to built.com today and get your delicious protein bars for uh, 15% off with the promo code LOCKED15. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. You can find me at Jess Belmosto. All right. Where were you in 2016? Let's turn the clock back a little bit. I was still living in Massachusetts and working at a restaurant 
I don't believe that that was not the summer I was traveling a lot. That was actually the summer I went to Chicago and um, came back to find out that the restaurant I'd worked at was closing abruptly and I was unemployed. So I extended my trip to Chicago. But um, <laughs> if you were Johnny Gaudreau, you were not worrying about being unemployed because, well, you might have been. Um, he was waiting for his first bit real payday. Um, you know, that was the summer of negotiations. It was his RFA contract and he was waiting, you know, what, what were the flames going to offer him? Did, was it going to be something good? Was it going to be something manageable? How did those negotiations go? And it wasn't until I believe October 10th, October 10th, it was 6.08 p.m. I, I know that because there's a tweet embedded. I d please don't think I, like, knew that off the top of my head. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there there was um, a lot of negotiations going on. And Johnny tweeted out on his little notes app screenshot, I have decided to resign. He forgot the hyphen. Resign. With the Calgary Flames. As, as I have always said, I just want to play hockey. I want to be there for my teammates and for the fans of Calgary. I want to thank my family and my agent for all their support during this process. I couldn't have done it without them. That's very nice. Um, again, that was, oh my god, that was almost five years ago. That's a lot to, to take in. But um, this was a contract that came in at six years, $6.75 million per year. And he was, he's making $400,000 more than Sean Monahan, who is signed for um, another, so this year and next year. Sorry, I, <laughs> I'm like all over the place with all of these numbers, but it's something to think about, okay? I'm not saying that Gaudreau isn't worthy of this because he, he's absolutely worthy. And like I mentioned in the first segment, that kid should not take a deal less than eight million dollars but I just I wish that he was able to resign with the team like now to put our worries at ease to give us something to really look forward to and to build around but and like I mentioned there's a negotiation process that is currently happening and that last deal came off of or came at the end of a 30 goal season with 48 assists in 79 games so that's that's pretty great that's basically like a point a game <laughs> and he was the Hobie Baker winner um back in 2013 and joined the Flames right after that and he has consistently proven that he is a good player and he deserves a spot on anyone's top line. And I think it's so frustrating that this team refuses to build around him. and Or they, they do build. But it's kind of like when your ex dates someone after you who looks like a knockoff version of you. What the Flames are doing are bringing in really like washed up not so great assets for Johnny to work with 
And that's not me saying, like, Blake Coleman is washed up. That's not what I'm saying at all. I quite enjoy Blake Coleman and think that he'll be wonderful, wonderful addition to this team. But it's not working. It's not. And it has not been working for the last few years. This team cannot win a playoff series. They cannot compete in their dreadful division. I mean, it's the Pacific, for God's sake. Uh, You know, you look at the teams that are lined up there, and unfortunately, the Flames are just, they're just not that good. But it's a new season, and one of the things that kind of makes me hopeful is the fact that this is a contract year for Johnny. And he isn't addressing it in the media because he wants to focus on the game. And I that's fair. I completely respect it. I think that it is very commendable that he would want to do that. I think that it's absolutely um, shows his maturity. And this isn't like a situation where he's like, uh, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't want to talk about it. It's He said he, like, he addressed it right off the bat. So one thing to just keep your mind open to is everything he does is for a reason. And this isn't like the Taylor Swift debunking and, you know, putting Easter eggs, but there is a method to his madness. And I sincerely hope that the Flames are able to get some negotiations going and see what's out there. Um, because I, I, I would hate to lose Johnny. I would, um, obviously you got to do what you got to do, but this kid deserves, you lose him and I'm sorry, but the flames are just not interesting. I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it. The flames are going to be even less interesting. Big names like that put butts in the seats. You're not, people aren't going to go there to, to go watch Milan Lucic. Okay. People aren't going to sit there to watch, uh, Goodbrinson. No, his name puts asses in the seat, him and Kachuk's. But right now we're talking about Johnny. And it's so important for this team from a business aspect to, you know, keep selling tickets, to sell those jerseys, to have those season ticket holders. And if you lose Gaudreau, you're going to lose a lot more than just a competitive player. But I'm sorry, that got very passionate very quickly. And I... <laughs> I am very upset at the thought of this team losing one of its key assets. And more people should be concerned because this isn't just about losing like your power play guy or, you know, your top pairing defenseman. You're looking at the guy that puts names that has a name that puts butts in the seat. But anyways, let's move on before I get even more fired up. And we'll, we'll have some people on to talk about this, okay? Because it, it's very important that we get a well-rounded, you know, take on this. So, BetOnline AG has your well-rounded bets <laughs> and everything you need to start betting on football season. Football season is here. Tom Brady returns to uh, Foxborough to play the Patriots this week, and that could be very interesting. And... Of course, head on over to Bet Online AG today. Check out their freshly designed, redesigned website along with a cool new interface. 
and sign up today for that free account and get a 100% welcome bonus when you use promo code NFL100. Check out all of their sports betting games, their casino games, and even your favorite Vegas games. So head on over to BetOnlineAG today and bet on your favorite football games and use that promo code NFL100 for your 100% welcome bonus. Hey guys, it's Jess here just jumping in to remind you all to subscribe to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. And I just, I have to say, one story about this contract was bound to break before the season started. Whether it be a more than fab, not fabricated, but some uh, exaggerated, that's the word I was looking for, something that's maybe a little over-exaggerated by one of the most beloved journalists in Calgary or rumors coming out of left field, somebody getting fed something and now they're uh, going to an insider with it, but Johnny's here to play hockey. I think that it's going to be a fantastic season for him. I really do. And I look forward to watching him play. Uh, I'm going to see him play, actually, in November in Boston because I can't afford a trip to Calgary right now with everything, just like the COVID testing, blah, 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 whatever. So um, it's just, it's more realistic for me to stay domestic right now. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like, yes, I'm a born and raised uh, Boston Bruins fan, but I am so excited to go watch Johnny. And I, I, I think a lot of people are this season. I think there are just so many people who love him for who he is. And I just wish that we could all like give him a group hug and be like, we love you and we want you to stay. And we hope that these negotiations happen in your favor. And it would be just detrimental to this team if they don't figure out a way to re-sign Johnny Gaudreau. And, you know, I'm just gonna say it. The Flames become a lot less interesting without Johnny Gaudreau. And I said it last segment, and I'll say it again, but Johnny Gaudreau's name puts people in the seats. Okay? Okay. So, thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode of Locked on Calgary Flames. I'm Jess Belmosto. You can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. You can find this show wherever you get your podcasts, and I will chat with you tomorrow. Bye-bye.